to book Okay, Tori, your silence is in three, two, one. All right, we are going to start episode 49 in three, two, one. Hello and now welcome to episode number 49 of the Book Nuts podcast, the podcast where we talk about books, that's right, books, and uh, the and this isn't the, your book where we talk about shh, like the library, be quiet, no, get up, yell, scream, throw something, we really don't care, especially since we're not with you when we throw it, if we're by you, don't throw it at us, please, you can always throw it at door. You know, Steve McLaughlin. Feel free. We don't yeah. care about that. Besides, but, I, won't, I won't. Besides, I won't see it coming. Ex- exactly. So exactly. And one thing I did notice: uh, seeing pictures of Jonathan with his family, uh, his family treats him better than us friends do because we always have him <laughs> face the wrong direction and everything. But his family's always making sure he's pointed, you know, in the right direction of the camera. Come on now. I'm going to have to talk to your son and your wife to step it up a little bit to say, Jonathan, turn 20 degrees to your right. Just exactly. You're always kind of off a little bit, you know. So, but I'm your host, Tracy Hills. I'm holster. That other voice you hear over there, we talk about Jonathan, Mr. Jonathan Nadu. And when they made Jonathan, they broke the mold. They had, they had to. Uh, this world's only, only big enough for one Jonathan. No more. No, that, that was a mistake. Not, not again. No more. Yeah, there's almost a whoops after when Jonathan was born, but <laughs> you can almost hear that a little bit, but maybe not. <laughs> so, how's your week going, Jonathan? Good, everything's going well. You know, nice. Uh, actually, the weather up here has been awesome. Like, what one day, uh, probably a few days ago, it was like 55 degrees. So I was like, I'll take it. You know, in the middle of July, New England's like 55 degrees. No problem. Yeah, Texas, we are in our heat, 100 degree, high humidity, just miserable. Uh, thank you for air conditioning. That's about that. But hey, before I forget, coming up here in the next uh, two, three months, uh, there might be some weeks we're missing here. I'm going to be going into some training coming up here. I'll go over later when the training's done, what it is and everything. But uh, we did record some in advance, and we might be able to record some here and there. But if there's a week without, I apologize now. It's all on me. Jonathan had nothing to do with it. But we will try to remedy that if we can. So if there's a couple weeks with not, podcast isn't going anywhere. We're coming back. I just want to make sure you guys are aware of that. So just in case. So this time we are going to be talking about the great one. The great one, Scott Sigler by EarthCore. Before we go any further, what... Is your favorite Scott Sigler book? Oh man, man, that's really hard. I, I, the G, I, I love, 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 love the GFL series. So I, I don't even know if I could pick a favorite one. the The last GFL book that came out, the Champion, that was really good. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to the next installment of that. Um. You know, we we did Infected. That's a three-part series. All of those are really good. I mean, I don't know. It'd be tough for me to pick one one book. I I honestly, I probably like literally everything he's written. Everything I've ever read that he's written, I I haven't said, eh, he kind of missed the mark on that one. I just really love the way he writes. Okay. Um, If I'm going to take one, just one book, I'm going to say Earthcore. 
just, if you just take a one-off book, Earthcore series GFL. Uh, it has the drama, it has the action, it has football. Come on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the only thing that would have made it better if it was hockey, but we're not going to go there, okay? <laughs> GHL. Exactly. But uh, it, it's the series that's buyer. But individual books, I think this, in my opinion, I, I like the most. And uh, a lot of people are uh, telling me that I should also read uh, The Crypt. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I haven't, and a lot of people are telling me that. So maybe I, I have enough. it. I have it. I'll put it in. Our, I'll put it in our share. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of people are telling me about that. So uh, kind of, I think that's going to be on my short list. And Scott Sigler is one of the great ones. In yeah. My opinions. I, I mean, when I read Earthcore, Earthcore was my introduction to him. I I can't remember. I heard him on some podcast or someone talking about him, and I, I just heard like his whole technique of like you know putting out the audiobooks week by week as a podcast, and so eventually you would have the entire book. But you know, if you wanted to, you could also buy the book, you know, in format or whatever. But he was giving it away for free. I was like, ah, huh, that's an interesting approach. And so Earthcore was the first book I listened to, and like Tracy said, we'll get into it. You think it's going one way, it is definitely not going at all the way you think it's going. And when I, you know, came into the certain parts of the book, I was like, wow, I did not see that coming. This is awesome. Like, again, I just love the way that, that he writes and just, he kind of writes like sci-fi, technical, you know, interesting. I don't know, I, I, I don't know it's hard to explain how he writes, but I just, I just love it. Yeah, I found Scott Sigler when somebody told me to get The Seventh Son, which we reviewed already, everybody. Go back and listen to that one from Patio Books. And what I always do on Patio Books, I see what's trending. At that time, Earthcore was trending high. So I'm like, oh, who's this Scott Sigler person? So I read it and I was like, woohoo! <laughs> this was a while ago because this is released. Now, uh, he did re release this book. If you listen to it yeah. over five years ago, about four years ago or more, the new version, in my opinion, I think is a little better. What do you think? Yeah, it's, I mean, it, he he really didn't change too much. I think he just kind of tightened it up a little bit, a, a couple of little things within the book. One of the what the one major difference, and I I won't spoil it here just now, but one major difference is one of the characters in the book. He kind of changed his. Um, not attitude, but his personality a little bit, and it, and it made uh, a, a, not a significant difference, but it was interesting to see how he changed it. I was like, huh, that brought a different uh, angle to the book that that wasn't there before. But he really just kind of tightened it up. He he didn't he changed nothing major at all. It's still pretty pretty much the same book. He just you know like I said, tightened it up a little bit. Yeah, and I did read, somebody put on there the differences in the two versions, and the majority was, is the first book, a couple of the things didn't line up. It was like, well, he said this here, and he said that there, and they quite don't line up a little bit. He fixed a lot of that stuff there. There's a couple of them in there. Other than that, he's right. It, um, I think the new version is a little smoother yeah, all yeah. around. Uh, but say that there's absolutely nothing wrong with the old version. I, I don't want to say like, oh, this don't know. Matter of fact, if you want a good experiment, listen to both of them. You know, yeah. and I, I'm not, see I'm not for sure if you can get. I'm not sure if you can get the old one anymore or not, though. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think he. I think he tried removing that from from the internet the the best that he could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I th you're right. I think the only way you're going to find the old one is. Some illegal means, torrents, and stuff like that. So yeah. at your own risk, and I'm not going to say good or bad, that is up to you.
Yeah, yeah. So um, scale of one to ten, to me, solid nine. Solid, oh yeah, solid yeah, nine. Definitely. Okay, good, good, good. We both agree on that. And this is going to be a spoiler, non-spoiler episode. We'll tell you when we get to the spoiler section. So basically, I'm going to start this off. My throat's hurting a little bit, so Jonathan's going to be doing a lot of talking here. There's a big hole in the ground. Go for it, Jonathan. Yeah, so there's uh, this guy, a prospector, I guess you would say. His name is Sonny McGinnis, and he's this older guy. I want to say he's in his 50s or 60s, and his whole life has been dedicated to going around and finding metals and, and rare minerals and stuff like that in the ground. And basically, he would like sell sites to larger, to larger companies, and... Um, you know, uh, he was just trying to, uh, you know, make money that way. Like he, 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 w- he would more just find the places and sell the companies and let them do the drilling and digging and all that. So anyway, Sonny is in this bar and he's talking to this like hippie kind of Native American guy. And he's like, oh, man, I, one time I stumbled across this place and uh, I think it was Utah. And he was like, it, 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 there was like a, a stream of, of like pure silver. And, you know, Sonny McGinnis is like, ah, you're lying, you're lying. And he's like, fine, you know, draw me a map of the place. I want to go to it. And so this Native American guy draws him a map on a napkin. And Sonny's like, ah, it'll take me a few hours. I'll just, I'll just go check it out. So he goes there. And lo and behold, he, uh, he finds what isn't pure silver, but platinum. And so he's just like, I can't believe this. It's like pure platinum, like, you know, like totally in this little, little, uh, I don't want to call it a brook or river, just like a little bit of tiny water running out of like the rocks. And like, it's just, but it's got this pure platinum in it. So Sonny takes it back to uh, this guy that he has testing, that he has tests when he, he finds uh, metals and minerals in the mountains. And this guy's like, man, this is like, the purest purest platinum anyone's ever seen like this is amazing that you found this like you know like it's like four to five to six to ten times the higher grade of platinum that anyone's ever seen and so Sonny's just like man i landed a gold mine here you know and so to try to fast forward a little bit the uh the guy that's testing sunny stuff is friends or i don't know i, I guess you wouldn't say friends but he works for and I'm not going to remember the guy's name now, but it, uh, Tracy can jump in when he when he finds the name. Maybe, but the, the the head guy of a company called Earthcore, and uh, so the guy's name that works at Earthcore. Do you remember his name, Tracy? I can't remember his name to save my life. Nope, I'm looking him up right now. Okay. So, anyways, this guy that works at Earthcore, he's uh, you know, it's his job to go around the world, and Earthcore does the mining and digging. So. This guy does whatever he has to do to, you know, land big deals. And so basically he hunts down Sonny and, you know, basically strong arms him. They make a deal. And so now he his job is to go to this mountain and he's getting the best of the best of the best of everyone to um, to, to go to this mountain and dig up this platinum. Well, they have this scientist who's like the smartest guy like in the world. He's like 24 years old or something. He's like this genius. Well, again, I'm, his name's coming out of blank to me right now. But they figure out that this mountain is like they need to dig like three or four miles deep into the ground. But there's this, from what they can tell, there's like this giant, huge, enormous mass of platinum. And it's like a mile long. And so they're just like this can't be real. Like the, the, these measurements can't be real. And so again, the guy from earth core finds like the guy that's dug the deepest into the ground. And he's like, 
hey, you want to come work for me because we have a job that's going to break your record. And if you don't come work for me, we're going to find someone else that will, and they're going to own the record. <laughs> and so, again, he's just going around the world getting, like, the best of the best of the people to come and do this project. So they, they, they come. They, they start getting set up. EarthCore starts drilling. They start, you know, they're about a week into the work, and that's when the uh, the story takes a drastic change. Uh, I don't know if I want to give away too much at this point, but, you know, they're digging, and uh, they start to find out they might have bitten off more than they can chew. Yeah, okay. Found some information here. Yeah, uh, uh, Barbara Yakely is the CEO of EarthCore. Yeah, she's the, the owner. Yeah, the former CEO is Charles Yakely. Okay, yeah, so, that was her yeah, husband. Charles, she, yep. He di- he died, and then she took over. I want to say the guy, the, the the other guy though, that's under her. I, I don't think his name was Jonathan. I can't remember what his name was now. Uh, the other main characters here is Connell uh, Kirkland. He's the yeah, operator. Connell, Connell yeah, Connell Kirkland. Connell. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the senior geologist is Angus Cool. Yes, and that's that's the genius scientist, Angus Cool. Yep. And the other one you hear quite a bit about is Randy White. Yes, and that's the other scientist with Angus. So, like I said, their Earth core is drilling. They've drilled the furthest down into into the you know the Earth's core, basically that anyone's ever dug. And they actually dig so deep. Angus Cool had designed these like cool suits where it regulates your body temperature. I want to say when they got down, you know, as far as they did, it was hitting like two hundred and thirty, two hundred fifty degrees Fahrenheit. So without these suits on, they would have just like burned alive. And so that's the only way they could maintain being down there is due to these cool suits that Angus Cool had designed. Uh, pun intended. I wonder if he did that on purpose. Yeah, he did. He actually, in, in the book, he says he named it after himself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, but so, so they, they dig down and uh, basically something happens where Connell, uh, Ang- uh, Connell and the like, his main kind of bodyguard head protection guy is down there with a Patrick. few other, yeah, Patrick O'Doyle, I think. Um, and then there's a woman who's down uh, there. Uh, there's a lot of, I'm skipping here, but the, basically it's like, there's like 12 of them that end up down there. And while they're down there, the shaft falls down and is broken. And the whole, the whole like two to three mile shaft that they, that they dug with the elevators and stuff all caves in. And now they're trapped, you know, three miles down into the into the earth and they have these cool suits on that's only going to last for so long and that's when they start to realize like that that this is where the book takes a huge turn and you're just like whoa okay i didn't see this coming yeah the three main characters you'll hear about this book is patrick o'doyle uh bertha Librant, and yeah. cho uh takachi i think that's- yeah Yep, Cho Cho is like the guy who was supposed to be watching Sonny McGinnis because part of the deal was Sonny's like, well, I'm just going to sell you the mountain and I don't want any, anything to do with it because Sonny thought that the mountain was like um, possessed or like there was something evil about it because when he went up there, he he noticed like, where are all the animals? How come I haven't seen an animal in like miles around? He's like, it, he's like, it just gave him this creepy feeling. And so... He they uh he he just didn't like it and didn't want to be in the mountain. So Cho was around to make sure Sonny didn't take off, basically. Yeah, um, although there's a lot more sub characters here and there. Yeah, I think the there only are, there I are. think the only other main character you might want to mention is Kyla Myers, the former NSA. 
Yeah, lady. she she was hired by Connell actually to she kind of does like some dirty work and digs up dirt. She dug up dirt on Sonny so Connell could make the deal. And then she was kicked out of the NSA because she can be uh, a little brutal <laughs> when it comes to dealing with people. And so she kind of went too far with one with one job. And the NSA was just like, what is wrong with you? Like, you know, and they kicked her out. And so she in the book, she she discovers some things and tries turning this whole project around on Connell to because she works for Connell and she's trying to kind of sell him up the river to get back into the NSA. Yeah, there's uh, some other minor characters. There's more jealous as you talk about don't the BYU students and stuff like this. But it's that's about the main characters that we talked about that kind of really need to know. I don't say really need to know, but kind of what you hear about mostly through this book. Yeah, we could we could talk about her in the spoiler section actually, because kind of what what she brings to the table kind of gets into the spoiler part. So, yep, we better get in the spoiler part. We're already eighteen minutes in. So. Again, before you forget, any comments, questions, concerns, email Tracy at Podcast.com. We're getting into the spoiler section here. You don't want to know anything else major about this book? Turn it off now. Thank you for listening to this, everybody. That's going to turn it off now, and let's get into the spoiler section. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Okay. So, they're in this big hole, Jonathan. They're trapped. They're three miles down. They're trapped. They're going to all die. They're just going to die. Book's over. That's how it ends. That's spoiler. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, <laughs> the uh, well, I, I can't remember her name. The BYU student. What was her name again? Uh, Margaret, I think. No, not Margaret. I want to say it's Margaret, but I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong. Uh, but anyways, while no. Trace is looking it up. It's, let me look here. Sunny. Uh, I thought it was, I thought they were, the BYU students were guys. No, no, no. There's a, a girl and her, she had a, like an Indian stepdad. She 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 went she graduated from BYU, but she was like working in like the Andes Mountains or something like that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, boy, um, Dennis the Deadhead—that was her dad, right? No, no, that was the that was the Native American guy that Sonny was talking to that told him about you know the 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 silver you know river that he was talking about. Okay. So, oh, yeah. uh, Veronica. Veronica. Yes, that's it. Okay. Veronica. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, her dad, uh, San- San- Sanjay. Sanjay. Yep. Sanjay. Exactly. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So, so what happens is Sunny. Sunny does a lot of studying in like the uh, college's archives and stuff, and so he ends up finding this like it, it, where the, where they did all this work is called I think it was called the Wawa Mountains, and so Sunny in the archives finds this thing that's mentioned so he's like let's go take a look at it and see what it is so they they go to where all the all the physical things are and he opens it up and it's this like double bladed knife like that with a circle in the middle and so there's a blade on each side and with a circle in the middle that you would kind of hold and so the thing is like insanely sharp you know a hundred and something years later like one of the professors touches the blade and he just starts to bleed and he's just like wow this is like crazy sharp well while while they found that, they also found the same knife, the same exact knife, like in in South America. And so Veronica, who catches wind of this, is like, "I need to see this." And so she comes to the Wawa Mountains, and she's all like, "You guys aren't going to destroy this place. This is like some ancient tribe that lived here. You know, I want to make sure that uh, you know you don't destroy anything." And so Connell's like, "Oh crap, she's going to shut us down." Like, all right, let's make a deal. I have the highest grade equipment you're going to find anywhere in the world. 
you let us keep working and whatever, you know, we'll let you use our equipment to discover whatever it is you want to discover here. And so she's like, all right, deal. And so she's trapped down here and down there with all, with these 12 people now. And I guess you just jump right into it. Like basically the reason why the, the, the elevator shaft caved in is because there's an alien race in the mountain and they don't want anyone there. And so they made the elevator, the shaft collapse and they're basically going to take care of, you know, anyone that's on the mountain. And so while the 12 people were trapped, this alien race comes out of the out of the mountain and ob- ob- obliterates the entire camp. They kill everyone that's on the camp on the mountain. They set everything on fire and you would never have known that there was even a camp there. While these 12 people are ch- still trapped down in, you know, 3 miles into the cave. And so <laughs> not not but they don't realize this yet. You know, they don't realize the whole camp's been wiped out. They don't realize that there's this alien race. They're just like, all right, we need to get out of here. How are we going to do this? We have, like, a couple of days' worth of water. The suits are only going to last for so long. We need to find a way out of here. So they had this map of all these caves. There's all these tunnels all throughout this this mountain. And so they're like, all right, let's do it. Let, let's find our way out. And so as they're walking through the pass, they start seeing, like, these little bug-like metal spidery kind of creatures and they they start getting glimpses of them like what was that some kind of weird spider and you know th- then one person's like no it was shiny it couldn't have been a spider and so they start seeing these little things here and there like what the heck is this stuff and you know mind you they have guns but they only have so much ammo so they're trying to figure out like what in the world is down here and you know basically they end up stumbling across these um uh on beings they're like these little octa they they call them oct or roctopi they call them they look like these octopus with like these legs and arm kind of of tentacle things and they were all carrying these knives these knives that that were found with the byu student so they all had these knives and these knives are actually all made out of platinum also and so you know, all these rock to pie are trying to attack Connell and, and the whole group. And obviously people, you know, some people are kind of dying while they're down there. It dwindles down to, I think it's like six of them being left. It's like Veronica, her dad, Connell, um, uh, Angus Cool, the other scientist, and the two bodyguards, um, uh, O'Doyle and um, I can't remember the girl's name, but so they're left. Bertha. Bertha, yeah. And now here, I mentioned that one character's personality was a little bit different. Randy is the is is uh, Angus Cool sidekick, you know, scientist guy. In the first book, Randy was basically just like a pushover. He would like do whatever Angus Cool said because he was so smart, and Angus Cool just liked to push him around. Well, in this book, he had a backbone and started standing up to Angus Cool because Angus was like they ended up running into each other uh, in in the caves. And, and uh, Connell was like, how the hell did you get down here? And Angus Cool found this other entrance, and he had been going into the caves prior to them getting trapped. And so Angus is like, oh, let's just leave them behind, Randy. They'll find their own way. And he's like, no, we need to help them out. And so that, that's where Randy got a backbone and was, like, standing at the Angus Cool. That's where I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Like, that in the, in the other book, he was just like, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll do whatever you say. Um, so, you know, basically, again, there's these rock pie, They're being attacked. There's all these drawings on the caves, and, and then just like they, they're realizing these aliens have been trapped in this cave for like thousands of years, basically. And Veronica's in, in, enthralled with all these cave drawings and stuff that she's she's trying to decipher. To make a long story shorter, basically, Veronica Veronica's dad dies. She feels like she has no reason to live, 
and she figures out that there's they, they have this giant ship and the ship is made all out of platinum that's where the platinum's coming from and but there's like this huge self-destruct mechanism in the ship and she's just like i'm gonna set this thing off and so she ends up setting up the self-destruct mechanism and i'm pretty sure only o'doyle and bertha make it out um connell gets close but he doesn't make it and um everyone else dies and the whole mountain just like explodes it's like it does it it sends something like way down into the earth's core and then makes this huge like molting like lava erupt out of the mountain and just like obliterates everything yeah uh the first edition of his books you guys know was in 2005 and the second edition he did now not number two this the rewrite was from this year 2017 and the first edition books, if you see that little knife thing on top of the cover, that's the knife Jonathan is talking about. But the new book actually just shows mountains. So oh, okay, it's a okay. little different. The first edition actually showed that knife Jonathan was talking about. So if you're wondering what that was, that's actually the knife he was talking about. But on the new edition of the paperback, just shows picture of mountains. Yeah, that, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot more going on there, but that's, to kind of give you the a, a quick gist, if that was even quick. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, this is another one we really can't do everything about it, or we would be here for about six hours minimum. You know, so yeah, yeah. This is a great book. Uh, grab it, read it. Go grab the audio book, listen to it. Very good. You, you will not be disappointed. No, not at all. Not at all. Anything before we kill this one off? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to episode number 49. We thank you, everybody, for taking time out of your busy schedule, listening and downloading this episode. Any comments, questions, questions, concerns, email Tracy at bottoms.com. And if you want to join us, come on and join us. And if you have a specific book you want, uh, give us a little heads up so we can read it and listen to it before we talk about it. And we'll go from there. Thank you, everybody. Everybody have a good day. Good week. See ya. My name is Jeff Houch. I'm the host of Podnuts, the Computer Repair Podcast, where we take live calls on the air to answer your questions on running and operating your computer repair business every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can check it out over at podnuts.com forward slash computer repair podcast live.